home and get pinned down and go to bed. And when we were explaining this, some of the people in the room were really evil. When I mean really evil kids, like from different parts of evil land. So this is not peewee bullshit, like real talk. You know, like when we're explaining equality in evil culture in the face of what some people just understood is only misogyny, then explaining to some people who are princesses from different evil tribes in Tamarin, the allowance of marriage and the interconnections of how priesthood for females affects marriages and things like that, explaining situations like when a woman marries and her husband dies and she wants to remarry or in the case of divorce how we handle divorce and stuff like that so it would have if you listen to that it would have led perfectly into this session now wow in that way we're here so next week monday nine, nine central we're doing the article for every monday Mm-hmm. Then next week, then Tuesday, we are talking about food. I think we're handling, basically we're handling the five fingers of culture, which is marriage, well, language, food, marriage, worship, and heritage. So next week, Tuesday, we're doing food. We explain, if you look at my profile and you pull it down, you see my event Sunday. We're explaining... Um, let me see how do I put this. Uh, I wrote, I don't want to just change the convo, but mm-hmm. I wrote it. I wrote it down this way. Um, so we will be handling topics on specific Igbo heritage food, their types, their usage, their preparations, their significance, their role and importance of their healing prowess. So that ties into this conversation now that we're going to have with ordinary. So that's this conversation would have straddled the conversation yesterday and the conversation on Tuesday. So, I actually, th- yeah, that's that's excellent, and so I'm really glad that I really wish I would have made to the to the marriage one. And the the, the sad thing about uh, it was a sad but also good thing about um, Igbo like this thing this uh chat uh, what is this, this thing called chat clubhouse is that you know it's good but it's bad that that does conversation just happens and then that's it and then you can't record it or anything like that um but some of these are very priceless information that a lot of people in the diaspora don't have don't get to have um so obviously today we're going to be talking about adnani and or adnala depending on where you're from um and it's it's we're gonna not be able to get into some secret stuff that people might have so you understand that since we're recording it nights you know if as much as you can to stay away from things that are information that people will not want to get out but also i'm not streaming it i'm recording it so if there's anything we need to delete later i can do that so feel also free um so why don't we get started i could i could start with asking questions or if you prefer to just get started if you have something something that you wanted to start with well i guess let me just say my personal interest in Adnala or Adnani right now is that in like 2017 i stumbled across some people that were talking about you know uh Adnani during the time when black lives matter was getting really big and and you know trump was in office and stuff like that and I, I stumbled across a channel called, um, at the time it was called Kemetic Science. And it was on YouTube. And the guy was talking about how Igbo, Igbo culture can save the world. That was his whole thing. And I, and I thought it was funny, but he was speaking, he, he was speaking kind of Igbo. And I thought it was funny that he felt that Igbo, Igbo culture can save the world. Um, and so I was like, let me watch this guy. So I started watching him and he was, he didn't really go deep into Adnani stuff, but he did kind of brush over it and talk about like Igbo, like spirituality to a certain extent. You know, my own interest was that I was, I kept listening, even though like at the time I was very, you know, I went to church like multiple times a week and did all kinds of stuff. But what I did learn from him was that there was, there is, there is an entirely different mindset to Igbo traditional 
practices. Some people think that, oh, God is God. And no matter where you go, like even if you're Muslim or Christian or Buddhist, like we're all saying the same thing. But when I started really looking into it, I realized that actually in actuality, we're not all saying the same thing, that there is a, there are fundamental differences between um, these other religions like uh, that, that, that people are eschewing and Adenani are, are like traditional evil cultural uh, belief system. And some people even say, oh, well, all the African religions, they like lump it together, like African spirituality. But in truth be told, you know, all of these things have their own uh, significance. And I think it's important for us to highlight that, especially for us who are in the diaspora and who may not have a close connection to um to to that spirituality and, and the meanings of those so just so you know that i'm not a complete newbie i'll tell you a little bit of the stuff that i know i know about obviously you know my brand ikenga nation so obviously i know uh about ikenga um chi agu uh onyowa um more um <laughs> these types of concepts are are not foreign to me only because i have been learning about them i haven't directly gone to a dbf before although i do have access to one through uh, somebody but i've never i've never actually gone alpha divination and stuff like that are things that i've read about in different places so i'm still a student i'm still learning right now but um i have a very big interest in understanding it very very well the same way um i've studied other religions i feel like almost uh imperative that i learn my what my own ancestors believe so that's one of the big reasons why i wanted to have this conversation so let me let you take it away night since you have um a, a different body of knowledge than i do uh actually wait before uh, before sorry nights before i before i pass over the microphone what my real interest was is to by doing this the reason i call it a day in the life of spiritualists is because i want you to really talk about the practices practically like what what does one do how do you express your own because i know different people express it differently depending on where you go so maybe if we can clarify some of the terms and then not only you but anybody in the crowd who may also be a spiritualist or adnani uh, practitioner if they can uh, raise their hand we'll add them also to the stage so that we can so we can hear because what i really want to know is like on a day-to-day -day life if you really want to practice for me i want to go from learning to actual like what kinds of things can I add to my everyday life that may be in prayers or things of that nature that may help me to, you know, understand this practically and be a part of this culture practically. So um, that's what I'm hoping you can share with us today. Okay, thank you for the thank you for the intro and it, can you hear me? Can you hear me clearly? Sorry, I have a mask over my face. Yes, I can. Okay, cool. So, thank you for the intro and thank you for taking an interest after hearing the young man talk about religiosity. After hearing the young man talk about religiosity and stuff and trying to understand the um, the evil fashion of religiosity. First is that I just want to say, yeah, even without you recording this, there are some things I'm not going to say perfectly. Number one, or outside, right? This is an open forum. Number two, we don't want to double into things that um, may scare some people, or some people will ask questions or may not understand. Number three, we don't want to insult anybody else's religion, belief systems, or coping mechanisms. Why I said coping mechanisms is because some people are so handicapped now by what they understand as spirituality that if you put them in the situations to go or to question their own religion or their imbibed religion, which may most times align with the, with foreigners' religion, they look at you and say, okay, if you're not saying things that the Bible says or the Quran says or things that they're European, uh, um, religion says, you're, it feels like you're insulting God without them understanding the difference between the Christian faith and the European churchiness. Why I split it that way is it's a whole different thing to believe in God as a supreme being, but without imbibing the, interpre the interpretation of God as the Europeans want it to work for them, which 
ends up being a mechanism of control and a mechanism of colonization. All right, that said, uh, we're not going to touch TBS, a negative connotation for TBS, not TBS as one matter, as in the localized version of that word. So in Igbo culture, TBS just means doctor, right? So now when we go TBS, thanks to Nollywood and thanks to Things that people don't understand. When you mention the word DBA now, most people think you're talking about diabolic practices. Now, not just definitions and incantations, but definitions and incantations with respect to diabolic activities or evil activities. So, can I? Can, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, because um, you, you seem like you wanted to stray away from ta- to, uh, from from talking about DBS because of that connotation, but I would prefer no, if at least it would be, it. yeah, to be brought light to the fact that it, it's more than just putting evil curses on people, but in, in fact, it may not even be that at all, but it might be more, so, well, I mean, obviously there are things that, ha- but it's really about Met, met, you know, there are healing no, practices that take place. I wasn't going to shy away from the evil. I'm not going to do that. What I'm not going to do is explain some certain things, but what I'm trying to say is I'm not going to say I don't want to talk about DBS, DBS negative ones. So we'll, we'll touch on the negatives a little bit. So, But what I'm doing is I'm setting the stage. So if I don't go too low as people expect me to go or the crowd the people are listening, then it's not a it's not a it's not a it's not out of oversight. It's it's actually intentional. Alright. So Igbo spirituality before the inception of the white man coming down to us, we have certain beliefs. We believe in our own Igbo metaphysics that we have a small chi that is an individual God which is just what the white money call your soul or your conscience, depending on how you use it, that communicates with the Chukwabiyama, which is your older, your bigger god or your grand god. We believe the hills of the gods somewhere in Arochuku. I'm talking about Igbo culture now. I'm not worried about African culture, just Igbo land. And we believe that those sacred hills are where God comes in to inter- intertwine or intermingle or communicate with his people. We also believe in Igbo culture that there are certain special servants or priests that communicate with God. These are different from your direct Ezimors now. Then, on the flip hand side, we also believe there are Ezimors that speak to our localized, our localized deities. Those deities are not necessarily Chukwabiyama. They may be deities that protect the land. They may be deities that the land worships or the community, a specific community worships. And different communities in Igbo culture have their own deities. Now, that deity may be worshipped by the male head or a female head. I'm highlighting the female part of it because I don't want everything to just sound like only men do. No. There are communities that have male chief priests and there are other communities that have female chief priests or priests, whatever. So, then in Igbo culture, there are certain times when we commingle with our cousins from different communities and there are certain festivals that bring us together where we share in worship, in competition, in strength, in war, in fight, and in agreements, especially when it comes to defending ourselves as a as a as a as a as a people. Like if you go back into our history and our our heritage, you will see that most of us have formed according to nations, the same Bitolu, Mbano, things like that, and Suga, blah, blah, like we are formed as clans. So sometimes when one part of that clan is attacked, the other parts of the nations come together irrespective of their own localized deities. They pull together, they pull their their charms, their warrior angles, their lead, their spiritual heads to protect and fight against any war in factions. There are some people that will tell you because of those um, 
of those uh, collaborations, Evoland was really spared a lot of damage during the slave trade. Some people will tell you that it's what still survived them. Even in later days, like the Nigerian Civil War, it helps them. It fostered cooperation and stuff like that. While other people now will tell you, especially with the inception of foreign religiosity coming into our culture, will tell you those religion broke those understandings that we have with our brothers. All right. So now, speaking of Igbo religiosity, there are certain festivals we do. Can I can I can I just interrupt for one quick second? So, um, or or maybe I should save any questions or clarifying questions to the end, because you brought up chi, and maybe you would go more deeper in there, maybe in the question part, or do would you prefer if I ask clarifying questions as you go, or should or should I wait to the end? So let's do this. Let's keep this as a dialogue. That way, it's not a monologue, right? So basically. Yeah. You can ask questions as I go because I may say something that catch your attention. And if you don't ask immediately, I will roll it into something else. Like when I was talking about China, I was just talking about the basic ego metaphysics, how we were made before the white man. Yeah. That we have a little chi with us, that that chi may be your conscience or it may be your soul, depending on how you use it. Yeah. And for so what you're using it for. So the, the question, the clarifying thing that I wanted to say with Chi is that, okay, so there's a channel on YouTube called Medicine Shell, and he explained Chi in a, like a, in a 30 minute video where he was explaining the concept of Chi. So, um, in that video, he described the Chi as like, everything has a Chi. So the, the example that I love is. Sorry, that, pause there. Pause. Mm -hmm. You said everything has a Chi? Yes. Everyone or everything? Everyone and everything. Okay, I agree with everyone. I don't agree with everything, but go ahead. Go okay, ahead. so that's good because we're we're kind of like bouncing off of each other. Um, so the explanation that I was given is that everything has a chi. So like Ebo believes in like a network universe, like everything is connected ultimately, and it all connects back to Chuko Kike. So as far as the way that um Adinana is based on or Adinani is based about how the earth is like what it is on the earth, how it is on earth, that everything is connected back to the source, which is nature. And so everything, even like a tree will have a chi, but if you should break a branch off of a tree, now that branch has its chi and, and it's all part of not only your personal God or your, your soul or your spirit, but also your destiny. That chi is what kind of essentially makes you. And so the things that, that, and so when they say soul, some people kind of shy away from calling chi specifically your soul because some people, especially the people who are like deep, deep, like deep goers is that there's four parts to the soul. There's chi, there's eke, there's more, and there's, uh, and then there's onyowa. So there's some things that chi is, you know, that, that is in that concept of chi that is kind of glossed over sometimes. So when they say everything has a chi and it all, all the chi combined is like this goes back to chi uku, chuku, uh, or chuko kike, uh, chuko kika biama, stuff like that. Like that's kind of the explanation that I was given. And so, um, that chi that, 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 uh, that you touched on, you know, I wanted to know, like, I, I think maybe different people have a different way of, maybe different people have a different way of, um, of understanding it, but I wanted to see if you under if you have heard this type of dialogue before, or if it's something that maybe clarification, um, or maybe it's something that's regional. The person that told me this, I believe, is from Enugu area. Um, but if you if you if this is something you've never heard before, or if someone in the audience has has heard this before, and wants to like maybe sh sh shine some light on this, the concept, the version of it that I'm talking about, then. Um, Please kindly do raise your hand. We'll let you in. Um, but is that something you've heard of before, Knight? Yes, ma'am. And there's a reason why I said I believe in everybody having a chi and not everything having a chi. That has nothing to do with connectivity. We agree with um, our surroundings and everything going back to Chiyokiki. Chiyokiki is just another name for God, that God the Creator. That's what Chiyokiki means. Chukwabiyama is just the name of God itself, right? What we call our God, the Almighty God and stuff. So in Igbo culture, we have different names to ascribe to God. Now, I will throw you more means spirits. 
Mugabe means the your spirit, which is your soul, or now we also use the word more to explain ghosts in evil culture. We use more to explain an ordinance or mysteries or a collection of mysteries that occurs around us or with certain things. So if I was listening to him now because you you didn't I don't well you heard him talking but I don't know if the more the chi and Chuku Chuku is a general name for God, right? He can he can play with it as a chi big God. Remember I told you you have a chi in you, he must believe we have a little chi that is a messenger to the big God that is Chuku anywhere, anything you want you can you can you can call him all different versions of his name. But a plant does not have a communicator soul to communicate to the big God. You heard people before say, okay, even the animals have their own spirits and stuff, and when they die and blah blah blah, but we don't have tried the same thing. Like what you see, like in your movie Avatar, where all the all the plants are living souls, and we need to kneel and pray to them when we kill them or eat them and stuff. In evil culture, we do not reference plants and animals like that. We reference Mother Earth. We reference the sun. We reference water. We reference um, our deities, but we do not reference animals or plants as the same way we ascribe reference to the sun god, the water god, and um, other kinds of gods in evil culture. Now, um, sorry, let me stop here. Is that clear to you, like what I'm saying? Or is that still confusing? It, it's clear to me, per se, but um, it, it, I think that the part where you were saying that it's not, that plants, that plants don't have a soul, um, I will have to clarify that I was not, like, it, my understanding is not that plants have a soul because fundamentally the belief system is that she is not necessarily the soul, but like a it's it's a conglomerate of different things. It's something that, that existed before you were even born. Yes, and it exists. That is, that is, mm -hmm. that is why I told you mm -hmm. that in evil culture we believe everybody has a chi and that is why i told you it has to do with our metaphysics because you have the tripartite human being mm -hmm. just like you have the tripartite soul which i mean or, or in christianity you have the trinity right so we have your body your chi and your bigger god and i told you in evil mythology let me use that word mythology right since we we, we don't know mm -hmm. like yeah. actually we believe your little chi in you is a messenger to your picture. Now, I also told you that, yes, we believe everything ties back to God, which is anything. But, per se, everything does not have a chi. That's the only part I differ with. Because that's why I asked the question, is this saying everyone or everything? Because oh, everyone okay. has a chi. Everything does not have a chi. Got you. But that does not mean everything is not tied back to Chuku Kike Chuku Abiyama. Because we believe, all like the Yorubas that believe God sent Ututuwa with one plant and one chicken and he populated the earth. We in Igbo culture do not believe all that. We just believe God from God the Father. God Chuku Abiyama is being God. is the creator of man and everything else on earth. Then we worship different factions of creation as we choose. That's why I explained that in old Igbo culture, we have the hills of the gods in Arabsku, where we go offer different kinds of sacrifice. You can call, you can look at it as pilgrimage, you can look at it as, as a rite of passage for some some kind of royalty, some kind of kings. And then I flew, I went down into explaining that in Igbo culture, because I have to address this journey while I speak about anything in Igbo culture. We have put male priests and prophetess and female priests and prophetess, whatever. So then I, I flipped that and explained that we are formed in, well, the way we, we arrange ourselves, we arrange ourselves in clans that are similar, but where we differ is the deities which we decide to worship. Those deities are not God. They are not Chukwabiyama per 
say, let me mm, give an example. Okay. Let's say you're from Esnit MPC, and then in Esnit MPC now, you have 12 different communities that make up Esnit MPC local governments. In that 12 communities, Omunama and Obama are considered the eldest. They have Chineko Omuruku. That is a local god for them. If you move down and hit Chokoneze, they have something called Alawaga. That is a different god. If you shift down to the central community in Ezni State, that is called Obufe, they have a full agree. They worship a tree. That is just for them. The people from Umunama, even if they're all cousins and are tied in into this clan called Ezni their village has its own deity that has nothing to do with Chukwabiyama. Chukwabiyama is still the central god for all of us in Igbo land, regardless of where you come from, is a blanketed god. How do you communicate with that god is from your chi, your soul, your spirit. In Christianity, let me use Christianity to explain this a little bit. When we say your conscience speaks to you, you have your little devil and your big devil and your little angel on your shoulders. That is what people are referring to. They are referring to that little angel voice, that little voice in you. But we have now made that little voice even more. It's not just a voice. It's a living companion of you. That's what that guy in your YouTube is explaining, that even before you were born, it exists. So when you're not born, you have that companion spirit that is in you. I can use Christianity to explain to you that when God says, let us make man in our own image and breathe into man, he breathes the breath of life. That is the chief going in. If you, if you, if you, if you, if you side with people culture. Okay. So now, people now believe your chief is a messenger of how you, you communicate with your big God. Because only you wait here, once you agree, you now, your, your physical person agrees. Your little God in you agrees. And then the communication goes to your Chukwabia. Okay. Can we pause for one second? I like to sure. I like to make sure that everybody in, that's on the stage feels like they have the opportunity to speak. Um, because whenever I have these rooms, I like to make it a, make it more of a forum. So um, I would like for Namaka and Chibwikem to introduce themselves so that we can um, and then let us know like what your thoughts are on the conversation that's happening. So we kind of know like what we're working with, who and who are here. Um, let's start with you, Namaka, if you can, if you're interested. Hey guys, um, thank you so much for um, hosting this room because this is something that I think is really important for us egos to talk about. Um, I think we're in a point in our, our lives where we're realizing that the um, that Christianity and all the other um, religions are not native to us and that we should be returning back to our our native um, our native ways of spirituality. And so my question um actually has to deal with practicing um i'm very interested in getting into it and actually practicing it throughout my daily life but unfortunately odinani is not something that has been um documented um i guess documented enough for us to really practice it without the use of going back to talking to others so how would you recommend somebody who has no idea or who had no idea about Odinani? how would we I guess begin to start practicing it um throughout our daily lives okay thank you for your question Namaka so I'm gonna I'm gonna hold that question because that was the very very good question and it's exactly why I was having I have this room for us today because I would like Knights to eventually go through like what is a typical day does he do what type of rituals what type of practices does he do to make sure he connects with Chukokike through his chi and um, I would love to like get him to kind of explain that like with cola nut all these things like what does he do specifically that allows it to be able to say that he practices and he feels like he's fulfilling that you know, fulfill all righteousness within the Adnani uh, worldview. So we're going to get to that um, soon. Chibwe, can, can you introduce yourself and let us know um, your thoughts on the conversation that's being had? Hello, good evening, everyone. I'm talking from Nigeria. I'm precisely so. I actually had a few things to say about the Chi, which is your personal God. But I think he already touched them. So while we go on, if I have any other things to say, I'll let you know. Thank you. 
Thank you. Okay, nice. I'm going to let you continue uninterrupted um, for a while. If, if anybody comes onto the stage, then we'll just pause to let that person introduce themselves um, just so that we, you know, keep that, keep be respectful to everyone who enters that they have the opportunity to speak. But nights, for the most part, I will leave you to discuss uninterrupted. Okay. Thank you. Sorry for all the interruptions. Not interruptions was fine. Like I said, we have to make this a dialogue. That way, we speak to it. So I'm going to pick it up from when the question that Nemeka, my right here, Nemeka, Nemeka asks. So which is you want to get into it? So I hate to do this, but this is the truth. In evil culture, there are two ways we worship. Number one, we worship by being selected to be of a family of worship or a priesthood with festivities. The second one that is a personalized one is what we call worshiping directly. You see some, some, some of you may have noticed this in your village. You hear some, some elders giving, giving libations, number one. It doesn't have to just be with drinks or raising their hands to the sky and, and, and praying to the heavens directly. There is a reason for that. Because in Hebrew culture, we always say, when we answer. I want you to watch that. That is a phrase. That phrase covers two things. It explains the freedom that we have as equals to do things for ourselves directly without succumbing to a certain set of skills or rules. So why am I saying this? When it comes to worship, you can worship directly. This is exactly why you have that little cheat used to your God directly. So one America that is asking, how do I get into this? It's as simple as you waking up and raising your hand and praying to your God. And when I mean pray, I don't mean close your eyes and say, Jesus name, Heavenly Father, no. I'm talking about wake up to the sun in the morning outside your door. You raise your hand to chin again on the liquid and say your praises, ask for your help. You will see some of us will pray for things like Yam, who will pray for our day, who will pray for our families, and for that prayer. You don't need libations, you don't need any cola notes or anything. That is a direct morning prayer to your to your God, and has nothing to do with the European God. Now, when it comes to giving libations, the second part of worship now, that where you give libations or you or you throw kuna not to the front of a symbolic date like if your family has if your family has a particular god they worship notice what i'm saying now this is a smaller god now that is a subset of the god that your community worships that has nothing to do with chukabiyama that God now is a personalized God that may have been in your family. It may be started, it may be started by your grandfather or your father or you. In communication with divinity, or it may be given to you by a divya, a strong divya, or it may be given to you as a representation of the God that your village worships. If you heard, I think when, when you came into your group, you heard me explaining that different factions and different communities have their own God that is specifically worshipped, that is centralized to just their village. So, if you have one of those... Hello, can you hear me? Did I lose this? No, we can still hear you. But, but real quick, real quick, sorry, before you can go on, um, there's, there's, isn't there an ancestral part to prayer? Like, I've heard that as you begin praying, you want to welcome your ancestors. And if you don't have them, like, if you don't know your ancestors by name, um, or like the people who you, you want to, you know, kind of call upon to take the orgy with you or to be a part of your prayer or to tap into them. Um, then you yeah, can also, okay, I was going to say, you can also just say, aka or yaka and that comes, covers them all. You've never heard that? Yeah, so, this is, this is why I'm explaining the background of how a personalized God comes. That's why I do 
told you it can be started by your fathers, it can be started by your grandfathers, it can be started by you. It started from somewhere. So now, when you libate and call on your ancestors, those ancestors now are, are your ancestors to your family. They may be extended a little bit to, you may share those ancestors with other people in your village, but that personalized, right? Now, if your village is big, your ancestors are under your own lineage. You calling them for help or whatever, maybe they have, they might have been might have sent that by you. They might have been sent that by your family and become um, understood to be protectors of your land, of your family, of good health, for protection from all diseases, whatever. You are praying to a God or to gods that are individualized to your family. When you see us in big festivals, call out our, our village priests to pray. They are not praying to your family gods. They are praying the gods of the land of the community and calling on our bigger ancestors or our ancestors that cover everybody in the land. Let me let me put this let me put this with uh, with, with villages again. I will take a say again. Sorry guys, if you are not the same person here, I'm so sorry I'm not picking on you. I just want to use it to explain. So now if you look at what we say, their their great 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 grandfathers had five sons. Those five sons became five villages, big villages. Then they split again and became multiple villages. They split again and became multiple villages. Today, you have 12 in Ezenhide. You have another 10 or 11 in Abo, I think. Then you have some number that is above 8 or 9 in Ayazu. In those villages now, let me take the ones from Ezenhide. Those 12 villages in Ezenhide now, they all have their own respective gods that they worship. That is, that is a god, a smaller deity for the community. Within that same village now, let me say Umunama, they have family in those villages that have their own personal deity god that they worship that is not the Chinekohomoruku, the big god of Umunama. But when the chief priest and the kings and the elders of Umunama wants to do a festival or libation on behalf of their village, on behalf of their people, they are libating to the Chineko Omoroko, which is the god of Umunama. It's not the smaller god of Mr. Osu or Mr. Mr. JK's family. So when you understand that, that build up on how we have our deities, then it goes to now explain the certain rites and methods in which you worship. So why, why am I saying this? The way your family worship your own personalized deity may be different from the way we worship or another person worships his own personalized deity. But when it comes to the chief priest of the village offering worship, there is a procedural accepted methodology that he has to do it with. It may look similar to what you've seen your own family do. But for him, it's an obligation. For you, it's a freedom to do it the way you guys have always done it or the way you were taught by your parents to do it. The most common is what I was explaining. Split it into two. The open prayer or raise your hand to the heavens and communicate to your ancestors, to your God, talk to God and bless your family and all that. People will say in Akorogo for or Now, there is a different one which is pouring libations, killing chickens, breaking cola nuts, and offering sacrifices to your deity God, which is a family God. That is not the God of the total village. Now, there are some people that will still offer sacrifices and prayers to the God of the village. That's fine. Nobody holds you. So, one taking my time to explain this in detail is to show the democratization of us as egos. That's why I said, go that praise the Almighty way my head. Because it means a lot of things. You have the freedom to worship. You have the freedom not to worship the way. Uh, uh, 
Is it just me or is he breaking up? Okay, better. And Saturday festivities. Am I breaking up? Hello? You're fine now. Hello, hello? Okay, sorry guys, I'm, 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 driving, I'm driving back from work. Because this is what I was telling you, like, well, we're trying to fix the time for this. Okay, so, sorry. So, but those uh, chief priests of our villages now, because the tradition has been handed down to them by other chief priests or their fathers or other other medicine men, let me say that because sometimes we do, they, they double as both chief priests and GPS. They are bound both by tradition and law to do the worship ceremony in certain steps. Those steps now are sacred to each community and each land. When I was talking earlier that I said I'm not going to touch some things, those are the, those are the festivals I'm talking about. I'm not going to explain some things about those. But if you like Asked, hey, I want to start going into African divinities and worshiping my ancestors, and and um, or how do I go into worshiping and stuff like that? The first thing I will tell you is talk to your folks, to your to your parents, because it's not one thing. Talk to your folks and ask them what are the gods of our land. And I'm not talking about Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I'm not talking about the Holy Spirit. Now I'm asking, what are the gods of our land? Or our family, how do we worship them? They will tell you. There are some families that have to wake up in the morning and like this. There are some families that have to wake up in the morning and chew and chew tobacco and spit it on a wooden cast. I do. I'm using that word. I do a little bit touchy. There are some families that would just wake up and do only um, ceremonies, maybe daily or weekly. On the market day, which is what Udochi was touching on the Oriya from Oike. They, they are doing the rituals on the market day. They are not worshipping the market day. Well, I, I, want, I want to give um I want to give just a quick uh a, um recommendation because there are some people who um you know, who don't have a, don't have a relative, a close relative, or somebody back home that are able to travel to Nigeria to get that information. So I want to make a quick recommendation. Um, the Medicine Shell channel on YouTube, that's medicine, like all go medicine, shell, like turtle shell, um, on YouTube has a lot of videos on this topic, and they're like plain English, very clearly explained. He speaks slowly, um, gives examples and stuff like that. Um, there's also... Um, if you look up, if you want to specifically know about prayer, there's a video called How Our Ancestors Prayed on there. He also breaks down Chi, Agu, and many other um, deities and, and, and concepts on there too. So if anybody wants to, like he'll be, like Knights will be going through these things pretty quickly, explaining his own personal experience. But if you if he says a word that you don't understand, that channel has like, it will be one video explaining Chi for like 30 minutes, one video explaining Agu for like 30 minutes, one video explaining something else. So that's Medicine Shell. If you want to like do like your homework on this, like I, I recommend that. There are also many other resources online. So I'm um, sorry for that night. You can continue. Sorry, fine. Thank you. So guys, like she said, I'm not, I'm not going into details. I'm just glossing over standardized basic knowledge right basics that way if you want to dig deep dig deeper first of all you have to learn a little bit more first the first thing i'll tell you is find out where you're from your exact village I'm, and i'm not saying oh i'm from and i'm from uh no i'm saying find after you find Umunama, that is the village, I want you to find your own hamlet, Umosh. Like, find the next step. You don't necessarily have to find your compound, but find your hamlet, because the prayers for your village will be a little bit similar. But while you're, while you're searching for your village and trying to find how they prayed, understand that there is no one style fits all and different families even in even in the same family you have you have different people that, that, that pray differently but then the forms of prayer that the prayers that we take which is first of all acknowledging god acknowledging our ancestors and then 
asking for whatever we want to ask for. It's different when you're praying to different deities. Let me give you an example. If you have a, if you have some people now that worship the sun god, or they they, they choose they choose mummies in the water, like like you hear some people talk about the mummies in the water, Agui and all that, to be their god. The way they will worship Agui and their processions of worshiping Agui may be different than you that just prays to your ancestors. Like, let me take me for an example now. My my great grandfather used to be, or my great grandfather's family are supposed to be the custodians of the first fam- the first village in Ezinitempi says God. That's the God I keep calling Chinokohomoruku. Now they kept stepping down the tradition from handing down the tradition from their from their um, ancestors and keep coming down, coming down until it got to my late uncle that was supposed to be the next chief priest, but he decided, you know what, I'm going to become a Christian. And he went to become a reverend, a reverend pastor, a pastor, and become a reverend. So now that seat is vacant. Nobody is, 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 is the priest or, or has been the priest all this while. So now, if you're not from that lineage, if you're not, if you've not been conferred as the prophets or the prophetess of that community, you cannot say certain prayers or do certain festivities to that Chinookohomoruku God. You can't. That does not mean you cannot wake up in the morning in your own OP or your own and raise your hands and do your own libations to your own personalized family's ancestry to your ancestors and also do the things that your family does on its own and i was explaining why that is the case you are not bound like you know how like in islam now you are bound to a certain style of prayer certain times of the day facing mecca regardless of what kind of muslim faction you belong to sunni shiite unorthodox whatever you do the same thing so in in our, in, our, in our spirituality as Igbos, we are not bound on the way we worship. Then, when we, watch, when we want to pray to our God now, I'm talking about Chukwu Abiyama now, the only thing we do is we speak directly. This is where we have similarities with Christianity. When, when, when you see Christians say, the Bible says, whosoever will come, speak directly. And you, you you pray directly to God. You don't pray to an idol or a statue. You just voice your prayers to God. We do the same thing too. And that was why Christianity really, really took a hold on us because we have a lot of similarities when the when the colonial masters got to Ibo land. And this is why our culture got almost obliterated when they got to us. We have a lot of similarities. We believe in the metaphysics of man. They believe in the metaphysics of man with respect to God. We believe in prayer. They believe in prayers. We believe in certain festivities. They believe in certain festivities like Passover for them. We like New Year for us and things like that. They believe they believe in the trifecta of God, God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. We believe in Chukwabiyama, the small chief and the man, or other little deities. So we were able to pick up on what they're selling us because we can we can small chief or personal chief i'm talking about i'm talking about the personal chief so i'm using chukwa Abiyama as god the father i'm using your personal chief when i when i say chief when i'm talking here and i say chi that's small chief i'm talking about your personalized chief i'm not talking about uh because I'm trying to differentiate, you know how Igbos we have a lot of name for God from Chuku Chineke, Chuku Kike, Chuku Abiyama. That is what I'm referring to as Chuku Abiyama. I want to hold a central word for Chuku Abiyama, a central word for our personalized Chi, which is what I'm referring as Chi. Then, um, okay, uh, is that clear, Chibike? Am I clear to you? Yes, you are. Okay, so now, when I want to say
say this up front before we even move any further. That I am one of those people that differentiates the Christian faith, the way Jesus and the Hebrews wrote the Bible, the original version of the Bible, from the European Christianity. I, I was saying this when we started this room. What many of us today practice is the European version of Christianity that was written to suit the Europeans in many things, both from the economy down to their marriage of one person and who are like one man to one woman, down to the constraints of the tie on their own terms, down to our God is better than yours, which is what in the next people like Neamaka is now looking at and going, hey, no, that's what she's alluding to. Like, hey, they obliterated our culture, saying theirs is better, but now we know better. So we need to revive our culture. Well, some of us never lost our culture. Some of us never abandoned our culture. So a lot of us abandoned it and took to Christianity. There was a time in Igbo culture where it was either you're a traditionalist or in a big church. And that church is, we're talking about a Catholic church now. Before you now have the Protestants and the Pentecostals and all that. Today, what do you have? People now are substituting our culture with Europeanism called Christianity. I'm not talking about the case for faith, as in worshiping God in truth and spirit, which is not churchiness. You can you can you can you can flip it and say I'm talking about religion versus spirituality in Christianity. If you take up um, spirituality in Christianity, worshiping God in spirit and in truth, and drop all the noise and all the formalities of religion, and hold it up, you're almost parallel to what our culture already believed before we met the white man. Immediately you add religion to it, the whole procession, okay, let me, let me do this. Like the Catholic Church now, the whole procession and the way we our sanctimonious um, display of religion was actually gotten from the arts. That's why you see the, the Italians and stuff, the way they do church, it becomes a, 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 a performance of how we keep mass. When the, when the Pentecostals came now, they brought their own version, which is the Americanized version, because we got Pentecostalism in 1939 from the United States, bringing Assemblies of God into Nigeria, and then different different factions of it started expanding. When they came in, they came in with the dance, the screaming, the speaking in tongues, and the yelling. And for disclaimer, for just to, just to put out the disclaimer there, I'm a Catholic kid that was born Catholic, and my parents now moved to Assemblies of God, so I stand to both spectrums. So why did I why did I say yelling? There are a lot of people that just yell without knowing why they are yelling. You see this evidentiary in prayer. When we pray now, for some reason, we've taught our Christians in Africa that if you don't scream and slap the ground and take man, bring your matches to kill the devil and scream die 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 die, you can pray or God will not hear you, which is blatantly stupid. I used to ask my own family. So around the world, there are no Christians. They say, no, there are Christians. Okay, let's take America for an example. The Christians in America, does God hear them? Yeah. Do they scream the way you're screaming and slapping the ground? And jumping and screaming, die 700 times? No. Why are you screaming? When the disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray. He was screaming. They said, no. I said, why not? Some of them will make reference to when he was interceding. The sweat from his body was as thick as blood. Yeah, the word is interceding. He wasn't yelling. He was deep in intercession. When I asked him to just to pray, he calmly said, Give thanks, call the person, ascribe the prayer to our Father. Then he said, He told you where that Father is, who art in heaven, the highest of it. We reference your name, hallowed be your name. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Then you break it down and go, give us this day forgiveness, blah, blah, blah. In evil culture, what do we do? When we raise our hand and we call Tineka Piyama, or you call Ofonogu, I want to hold Ofonogu to the side a little bit because I don't want Ofonogu to cloud 
people's judgment now of Chinekabiyama. But when you raise your hand and you, you talk to God, you can bless his name, you can ascribe blessings unto his name. Is the reason why every 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 time we pray freely, when we're not praying in festivities, when we sing our songs, we ascribe names unto God and our mothers. I actually do want you to talk about Afonobu real quick. Can you just explain? I actually, I something that I really wanted to understand. Like, what is it, and what? Because I've heard it mentioned. I've never seen any, and I know that there's a staff of justice that, but I don't know how it's invoked. So I'm really curious about so remember that. Remember when I told you? Remember when I told you that the word more means ghosts? The, the, the word more means spirit. Yes. And the more, the, the meaning of the more, I mean, the word more can also mean a collection of accepted deities that you don't see and perceive. Ofonogu is a mythology of prayer in Igbo land for justice. When we use Ofonogu, we call them as witness. It's the same thing like saying the powers that be. You don't see the powers that be. But there is this understandable notion that we say the powers that be when we ascribe powers to the forces, all forcing forces that operate or that bounds that abounds in our community. Okay, so 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 what I've been told, what I what I know, and then you can explain you can you can explain it. So what I know is that that awful staff, that stick, they is passed down from generation to generation. In a particular household, from usually the father to the first son, or something of that nature. Yeah, that, that's what I'm trying to understand. I want you to. So, yeah, you remember when I told you that you may have your own family or village deity, mm -hmm. and then they give you a staff, or they give you some symbolism or an idol, or it may be, it doesn't necessarily have to be a staff, it may be some symbolism that is passed down from first sons to first sons or family to family. That is not the same thing as the blanket of Onogu. Of Onogu is, in evil mythology, spirits of justice. You don't see them. You don't have them. There is no... You, you cannot wake up in the morning and say, okay, Kaida, Kaida, neighbor of Onogu, as in the shrine of Onogu. Onogu. When people say that, we call Onogu because they've mocked now that's why I keep hitting on the word mythology. There's more you know, people that will tell you stories that say they're twins of justice and blah 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 and they and they, and they bear witness. So evil people when they call Ofonogu, say Ofonogu, they work and more, blah blah blah. They are scribing the prayers or invoking these mythology spirits or these different Fashions of what quote unquote God is, like servants of God, the same way you have your angels and stuff, but unforeseen powers of that's what Ofonogu is, and we use it for justice. You don't wake up in the morning and say, Ofonogu, good morning, or Ofonogu, Chitabam today, or Ofonogu, okay, please water my yams or send down the rain or protect me from evil and stuff. You pray to Chukwabiyama, then you call your ancestors. Ofonogu are not your ancestors. It's a mythology, it's a, it's, a, it's a mythical understanding of a different balance of God in evil culture. But it is invoked to you to for like territorial disputes. So if somebody's land is is, is if somebody thinks that they're owed something, that the offer can be invoked, right? And then it, it holds the power of the witness. You. I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. I told you that that they are ascribed onto witnesses for justice. That's when we use it. Like now, if I see you in the morning, like what you just said, you and somebody is arguing about land and you're being wrong, and you pray and you ascribe the prayer and invoke Ofonogu. Watch the word was saying. Was saying invoke. That means you're calling upon Ofonogu to bear you witness or to right this wrong or stuff. And we believe it's the powers that be. You guys in the diaspora may use the word karma. You may use the word nonconsent. There are two ways you can actually get to get to the roots of Ofonogu. Mm -hmm. There's something they call Ego Ofo. Do you understand? Yeah, you have to stay two weeks. Go ahead. Okay, there's something called Ego Ofo. Mm -hmm. Then there's something called Ogu. Mm -hmm. So when you get to understand these two games, it's 
easier to understand what Ofonogu is. When you say Ejirim Gofonogu, Ejirim Gofonogu, that means, like, when, let's, if you try to understand the Gofor, the Gofor is saying a prayer to the spirits therein. The Gofor is saying a prayer to your, like, okay, like, M. Knight said, the offer that you have is it to them the symbol of your chi that they are your what you're serving, the particular God you're serving. So if you have the offer and your ego offer, ego offer, then you are actually praying to your God. So in case you're in a problem and you say each ego offer, it's like I'm raising up my I'm bringing up my God for you. What I serve is is out here to be, to bear me witness. Then it's 